Well, you're listening to Quad Dot Rocks, God the World and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, you got it, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. Hey, friend, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you tuning in. This is Season 18, Episode 385. I'm excited about this episode. It came about in a really unusual way, and the way it's developed is exciting to me. It keeps me interested in doing what I'm doing and helping share the good news about maintaining that equilibrium, that inner peace that's only found in Jesus Christ in the midst of an agitated world. And my friend, little did I know back when I started this several years ago, how agitated the world was going to become. And I'm telling you, everyone from every angle of the world is talking about what is happening on our planet, what is happening in our nation. And I tell you, you and I have got to make a commitment that we follow through with what the Bible commands us to do and encourages us to do. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, it says, Don't you know that the runners in a stadium all race, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way to win the prize. And this title is Running a Marathon. Subtitle, Running the Race to Win. I had a work associate who pronounced to everyone he was going to run a marathon. Over time, he continued to espouse his mantra that he was going to run a marathon. To my knowledge, he never ran that marathon. Yet, as time went by, others in his realm began to incorrectly espouse as a part of their infatuations with him that he had indeed run a marathon. Having a marathon pinned to your resume of accomplishments by others might be beneficial in some deceptive way, but it's not helpful to actually make it farther in your daily run to run successfully. The idea of the marathon race is attributed to the story that is told of an ancient Greek messenger who raced from the site of Marathon to Athens in Greece, a distance of about 40 kilometers or nearly 25 miles, with the news of an important Greek victory over an invading army of Persians in 490 BC. After making his announcement, the exhausted messenger collapsed and died. So the one to whom the inspiration of the marathon race is attributed to didn't actually even complete the marathon successfully. Being alive after you finish the race would be a fundamental aspect of finishing the race successfully. To commemorate his dramatic run, the distance of the 1896 Olympic marathon was set at 40 kilometers. The marathon may have ancient roots, but The foot race's official length of 26.2 miles wasn't established until the 20th century. The first organized marathon run was in Athens at the 1896 Olympics, the start of the game's modern era. The ancient games, which took place in Greece from around 776 BC to AD 393, never included such long-distance races. So even the ancient Greek games that we pattern our modern-day Olympics after never, ever even ran a marathon. (laughs) Hey, what's going on here? Let's think about this. To actually run a marathon, it takes hard work, and the ability to run that 26.2 miles nonstop is achieved by surprisingly different steps than you might expect. You don't prepare for a marathon by running a marathon. Preparing for a marathon requires a comprehensive training plan that includes a mix of running, cross-training, strength training, and rest. Here's a basic outline. Thank you to ChatGPT. Number one, the running schedule. Start with shorter runs and gradually increase mileage over several months. Include a long run each week to build endurance. 
Incorporate speed work like intervals or tempo runs to improve pace. Aim for three to five runs per week with mileage increasing gradually. Think about that. Don't run every day. Let your body rest. Aim for three to five runs per week with mileage increasing gradually. Number two, cross training, including activities like cycling, swimming, or elliptical training to reduce the risk of injury and improve overall fitness, you know, increasing that stamina. Cross training sessions can be added one to two times per week. So not even doing cross training every day. Number three, strength training. Focus on exercises that target the legs, core, and upper body to improve overall strength and stability. Include exercises like squats, lunges, deadlifts, planks, and push-ups. Strength training can be done two to three times per week on non-running days. Are you seeing a pattern here? Number four, this is big. Rest and recovery. Rest days are crucial for allowing the body to recover and adapt to training. Incorporate at least one to two rest days per week into your schedule. Get adequate sleep and prioritize nutrition to support recovery. I've had friends and acquaintances in the past who work out and lift weights, and they'll lift out and do weights every day. Now, if they're alternating the muscles to which they're giving attention to, then you might could work out on a regular basis like that. But it's really best to allow the body to rest or recover, to let the muscular systems rebuild. Number five, flexibility and mobility. Include stretching, foam rolling, and mobility exercises to improve flexibility and prevent injuries. Stretching should be done after workouts or as a part of a dedicated routine. Number six, nutrition and hydration. You need water. Fuel your body with a balanced diet rich in carbohydrates, protein, healthy fats, and plenty of fruits and vegetables. Stay hydrated throughout the day and during workouts, especially long runs. Here's something else. Number seven, tapering. In the weeks leading up to the marathon, gradually decrease mileage to allow your body to rest and recover while maintaining fitness levels. Think about that. This has vast spiritual implication. You don't think of tapering as being a key part in the preparation for a massive long-distance run. But in the weeks leading up to the marathon, gradually decrease mileage to allow your body to rest and recover while maintaining fitness levels. Remember to listen to your body, adjust the plan as needed, and consult with a coach or healthcare professional if you have any concerns or specific needs. My friend, there's a lot of implication here for us in living our life. Wow, so you see this understanding that varying your workout patterns gives you that increasing endurance to go the distance on race day. Cross training, strength training, nutrition, tapering, rest, and recovery. Perhaps you've heard the phrase, life is not a sprint, but a marathon. An honest person made that true statement. Friend, you and I, to now take this marathon concept metaphorically, are running a marathon race, whether we like it or not. It's pinned to our resume called life. It's not just a meaningless pronouncement of good intentions. And the question I have for all of us today, anyone listening to this podcast, is what will be our condition at the end of the race? Will we run the race to win? Will we make it to the end? Toby Keith had it all. Personal musical success with his country music solo career. In addition to the financial success that that brings, I was shocked to find out that Toby achieved even much greater wealth through his early investment in Big Machine record label, which alone increased his worth into the hundreds of millions of dollars, and then even greater financial success through his many other entrepreneurial endeavors. Not bad for, as he calls himself, an old Oklahoma boy. The red rocker Sammy Hagar, who himself is a successful rock star and major financially successful entrepreneur who is also worth hundreds of millions of dollars, 
interviewed Keith on Hagar's Access TV show recorded in Toby's backyard, and he expressed his amazement at the expanse of Keith's estate. Think about that. When you have one 100 millionaire who's amazed at another 100 millionaire's estate, it tells you how massive Toby Keith's estate is. At the People's Choice Country Music Awards last year in 2023, Toby was honored with the first People's Choice Country Icon Award. At the red carpet interview, Toby was noticeably much thinner than at any time in his 30-year career. Toby has been undergoing treatment for stomach cancer since 2021. He made that public in 2022. His opening remark of his acceptance speech was, I bet y'all never thought y'all'd see me in skinny jeans, to which the audience laughed. But it was sad. He was very thin. He then said, I want to thank the Almighty for allowing me to be here tonight. He's been riding shotgun with me a little while. In days past, Toby glorified his antics of drinking and marijuana use in his songs. Now, under the intense stress of battling a serious form of cancer, he's not glorifying alcohol, pot, or wealth, but Almighty God. If we're honest, we all feel life would be so much better, an easier sprint, if we were really rich like Toby Keith or Sammy Hagar and highly successful by world standards. But as Keith is now experiencing, life's success and vast financial wealth doesn't alter the reality that life is a marathon. Fortunately for Toby, in the midst of the difficult struggle to survive physically, he's acknowledging the truth that the only way to finish the marathon successfully, fully alive, is through the power of Almighty God. The daily email devotional, Christ in You, from RaySteadman.org, for Friday, January 26th, Get some great pointers on running this marathon called Life Successfully based on 1 Kings chapter 19. I've expanded the verses a little to get the full impact of the story. Verses 1 through 9 says, Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. Horeb is another name for Mount Sinai, the place where God's law was handed down to the children of Israel through Moses. So it is a place of deep remembrance, of deep spiritual meaning. Like Elijah, we are tired and feel pursued. We are weary in the race. To make it through, we need to accept God's grace and train for this endurance test successfully. We need God's grace at work in our lives and follow His course for success. In addition to all the strenuous workouts like delving into God's Word daily, studying to show ourselves approved, picking up our crosses daily and following Him, We also need to do some practical things and take time for proper rest and emotional health refreshment by reflecting on the tremendous adequacies of God's power and grace in our lives that we have experienced in our past. 
The devotional calls this the place of holy memories. Friend, how is your marathon going? Have you learned like Keith that the focus in the midst of the race is not on wealth and fame or some performance enhancer like pot or booze, but in the Almighty? Do you have holy memories that refreshes you and strengthens you to continue on? If you don't, perhaps you've never come to the first step in finishing the race successfully, which is knowing the Almighty God, Jesus Christ, for yourself. Friend, we're on a marathon whether we like it or not. The question is, will we finish the race successfully? And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.